Roll up! Roll up! Ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth! Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast! You'll gasp! You'll laugh! And you'll be amazed at what comes next! Amazing! Don't worry about the smell! The stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Amazing. And Matt Bradshaw. What? Ooh. Welcome. <laughs> Are we into a Christmas compilation of all of our intros? What do you mean? Of all that? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've got time to edit one, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll okay. do it one day. Not this Christmas. Okay. Obviously. Some other Christmas. <laughs> next Christmas. Um, Some other Christmas. Not even next Christmas. Some of the Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the Christmas. That's um, That should be, that's going to be the name of our um, Christmas album if we ever do one. Huh? Some of the Christmas. <laughs> really? Yeah, there should be more than one Christmas every year. It feels like some sort of mm, slightly European pronunciation. Some other Santa Christmas. Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, some Nordic. Some other Christmas. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, it's some other Christmas. That's actually something that my grandmother would have yes, said. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant. Hey, what's the matter doing? Hey, morning. look, it's some other Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Ah, Domza. Yeah, mate, what's happening? Tell me some stuff. Oh, what's going on? Oh, oh well, I'll tell you then. You tell me what's going on. I'll cause... tell you because... Um, I've already bitched to you about my week, so... Related to that song is that I saw um, Dolomite Is My Name last night. You did? Yes. Did you like it? I really did. It's excellent. It is. It, uh... I'm going to I'm gonna say something bad about it. Go on. Um, it... Excellent, I'm going to say something bad about it. It falls into the same problem area as the new Robert De Niro film on Netflix as well. Which I haven't seen yet, The, the Irishman. Irishman. Um, and... It was highlighted to me because I saw Dolomite the same week that I saw Joker. Okay. Two films made in a uh, in a time well um, made now, but supposed to be around about the same time. Mm-hmm. And one of them looked magnificent. It looked like it could have been shot in the seventies, like dirty seventies New York. Mm-hmm. And Dolomite looked perfect, absolutely perfect and beautiful, like. It was on a soundstage in 2018 or 19. Oh. I could not. I was watching it, and I could not get in, into it. I was just like, "Really? this is so great. It's such a great performance. It looks like I'm in the room, and no room I've ever been in other than a studio is lit like that. Oh. No person I've ever seen other than like an actor who wears makeup like that. Like Everything about it was just so... Really? Yeah, and the same thing. I wonder the what Irish... the budget was for Dolomite. Well, it must be pretty big because they had to do some stuff. Do you know what? Uh, so, it, it, very early and in the And pay Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, we can come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then perhaps when we learn some facts, <laughs> come back to it again at another date. Yeah, well, we can, you can do okay. facts while we're talking. Okay. No, no you, do, you look up facts while right. I talk about stuff that, that aren't facts. Um, very early in... Dolomite, um, they have the scene where the band is playing and it's typical of 
so many scenes in movies, particularly when you go back and look at 80s movies where there's a band playing yep. in the thing. And they're clearly, like, it's not synced and, and like, nothing. It, it just... And so it's funny that you talk about not being able to get into it. At that moment, I was like, ah, okay. And that was early on in the film too. It was early yeah. on in the film. Really, like, yeah, one of the opening scenes. Yeah. Um, and so I saw, I mean, certainly, uh, I mean, as far as criticisms of just bits of the film go like there was there was some there was a couple of weird edits there was a couple of scenes that felt like they went and I'm it feels like I'm nitpicking here but in a movie where you're in a scene and you think I feel like that could have been two seconds shorter like at the at the tail end of a of a scene that's just happened it's like why are we why are we still in this shot oh no it okay so that shot's now finished it was weird there was a couple of weird moments like that right and there was weird sinking Bits and pieces with with dialogue as well, like ADR stuff. That yeah, was like eh. so. That's why I was wondering what the budget was because I thought maybe just in the being that it's a because it, it's a Netflix film, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and I know that they do have big budgets, but they don't have Hollywood movie big budgets. They don't have Joker budgets. They do. Um, bloody, uh, bloody the hell. Irishman's two hundred and thirty million dollars. Oh, for fuck. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So Netflix, uh, so they wow, wanted to okay. make it, couldn't get funding for it, and Netflix just wrote them a check. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, no, they, they, they do. I just, I feel like, um, for me, the, <laughs> there's something about choices like that, which, um, you know, like when you think about your favorite, not your favorite, but like, um, big pop stars. So like, uh, what's his, like, uh, Bieber, Bieber, or maybe not Bieber, but, Timberlake. um, Bill Ray Cyrus. ones that put out weird shit, which is not very good. So, um, well, Kanye West. Taylor Swift. Kanye, yeah. Ta- Taylor Swift. Um, Keith Urban. Keith Urban's recent stuff where it's like, it, there's, it sounds great. It production-wise, it's really good, and it's like that was the first draft of that lyric, and no one's no yeah, one's yeah, had okay. the job to go. We can do a better job on that. That's not finished yet. Yeah. Right. But it's because it's Keith Urban. It's like, oh well, if he's happy with it, we're happy with it. Yeah. Kanye West. It's like, oh, yeah, it's got my vision to do this. It's like, oh, we just do what Kanye wants to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and and I really think there are That's things. Certainly, that sounds like what's happened with his musical. Certainly. His uh, opera. He's got an opera? Kanye West. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite extraordinary. And I feel like there's a lot of that just probably goes on in those situations. And now that they're, um, like I, you say, like the edit that got, like Dolomite is my name, that got onto Netflix, I think there's like, well, we're not putting this out in the movies, so we're making a different kind of film. And so we're going to edit it slightly differently. Okay. Or actually... We just run out of time, and we want to release it before this big release. Sure, like, like I think there's a lot of that that happens. Um, yeah, that that, that that sounds like it makes sense. But I the the color grading thing I don't get. Like I don't get. Like, I mean, in the sense of explain what that is. So the way, if I, I don't know if I can explain this very well, but basically, try. basically, when you shoot something. Um, on film or on digital media, right? You get differences in color or all that kind of stuff. So, like, you know, different light. Um, differences in color between what? Difference between what? 
So between scenes, between scenes, right. yeah, absolutely. Or in the same scene where it's shot from a different angle or yep. a different take, okay. like you know, let's say you got ten takes or something. There you go. And the idea of something is what you want to do is you you want to grade the color so it's consistent throughout the film, so yeah. that it looks like it's the same piece of art all shot at once, like not like it's the same piece because of art, but like it's real. Because if that stuff didn't happen, we as the viewing audience would get taken out of those moments constantly. Absolutely, and in particular. Um, like that, you know, if it's outdoors or something's shot and, you know, the sun's going down and the way the light changes once you've got incredibly sensitive lenses and things like that, mm -hmm. the way the light can change from one second to another, like you can see it change. Yeah. But if you're shooting it, you know, you've got to do 10 takes of it. Well, then how the, yeah. You, then you use that line and then the fifth line. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a really important part of the uh, finalization of a, of a film to yes. get something to look consistent yeah and that's but, called color grading yeah. it's really hard to do and um i feel like there's something that's happening with they know that they're making these movies for t for 4k tv mm -hmm. which is where almost everyone is going to watch them mm -hmm. um or for phones right and they're i think they're making a color grading decisions based on the medium that the, it's going to be watched on. Yeah. yeah. And, and what I, does that mean, realistically? Well, I think that then film looks like TV. Like, I feel like I'm watching Home and Away, but with Eddie Murphy in it, in a sense of actually, okay. that's a bad example because <laughs> Home and Away, I think, is still shot on film and it actually looks quite spectacular. I feel like I'm watching Neighbours. Yeah. Well, it was for a long time, but it actually looks different. But I feel like I'm watching a soap opera which is made for TV with TV lighting, TV studio stuff. And um, an aside, uh, I was at somebody's house. This is going back a couple of years now, but they just bought a new LED TV. Yeah. And it was so stark and the images were so crisp and so super realistic that it was hard to watch. Yeah. Now there's a setting on them where you can make it look more like a film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the majority of people's places I go to that have big newfangled massive screen TVs all have them set in the TVs at Crown like where they've got the sport playing. Yeah. It looks weird. The, the movement isn't actually natural because of the way the refresh rates happen. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting to me that as a filmmaker, you would go to all this trouble to make this piece of art and then uh, the same as um, people who make music who then, you know, how many people just listen to it just on their phones? Like not with even headphones, like just like, yeah. fuck. Well, you've got one, once you've made your bit of art and you put it out in the world, you then have no control over how it's viewed. The same way as when you say something, you have no control over how the other person's going to perceive it. Yeah. With all your best intentions. Yeah. All the best intentions of the world. I make this beautiful piece of filmic art and uh, someone just comes along and watches it on whatever. Mm. Has it ever been so? Yes, of course it has. Um, I just feel like, you know, something with that, I don't know, I feel it sounds like I'm harping on about it, but like, like I said, The Joker was a great example of uh, a film that looked like what uh, what's in Dolomite where they sh at the end so I'm not going to give a spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it but at the end they show footage 
of the original yeah. film that they were making in this in yes. My Name Is Dolomite. Film about a film. Yes. Um, and it's like, ah, oh, yes, that looks like it was shot in the seventies. Yeah. Right now, Joker looks like it was set in the seventies. Right. In the same way that the other one was made in the 70s. It yeah. looks, it had 70s saturation. The, you know, the anachronisms at the end where the cars were the wrong vintage and stuff like that. But sure. Yeah, but those are the kind of, but as far as like the dirty town and yeah, yeah. and um, what you know historically about, it was like, oh, that makes sense. And these other two films, it's like, oh, that's way too Did you, crisp and clean. You, I, I assume if you found the information about how much Eddie Murphy got paid or how much the budget uh, was I for Dolomite, uh, no. you would have said something. Yes. Yeah. Said, Fuck! Oh, yeah. oh. But I think, I think it was something like $50 million. Right. He got paid. Jesus Christ. I may be way off. Wow. Um, but I heard that he got something crazy to come back. Um, wow. Now that... Uh, why don't you talk and I'll see if I can find it. Well, I'm going to react to that being the truth. Wow. Yeah. Because I know... Because um, who his... cares about Eddie Murphy anymore? Well, I don't... Because he did Dreamgirls, which was this... This was a Dreamgirls was a return to form. I never saw it, right? But that was like, when was that? Five years ago, and everyone raved about it, and it was an Oscar t- Oscar contender. But the reason everyone cited at the time that he didn't actually win an Oscar, or the film didn't win an Oscar, or he didn't, yeah. was because of the other film he did that came out at the same time, which was this terrible performance and ill-conceived and kind of sexist, and, and I can't think of the name of the film, and I'll I'll try and get to it. Oh, well, I'll find it for you now. All right, mate. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, and he's not really done anything since then, has he? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. I, um, well, I know that he made children's films for 20 years because he didn't want to yeah, make, yeah. make something his kids wouldn't watch. Um, Tower Heist? Was that it? Imagine that. Meet Dave. Meet Dave. Right. I think that's what it was. Eddie Murphy. Wait, what year? Oh, no, 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 after that. Where's Dreamgirls? Really close to Dreamgirls. Oh, shit. Norbert? It was Norbert. Norbert, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Like, he he dresses up as a fat black woman. Like, it's one of those films. Yeah. And it was, they were so anathema to one another that that Dreamgirls, therefore, got passed over. Because Dreamgirls was seen to be a really good film. It is a good film. I never saw it. So then he didn't kind of do very much of any note... After that, 50 million. Might not be true. Might not be true. 50 million. I know, um, uh, what's his name? 50 million. Chris Rock got something like 40 million for that last episode, um, or that last special he did for Netflix. Fuck. I wonder how much he got to be in Dolomite. Yeah, I, it's really good. It's really enjoyable. I really think you should watch it if you want to watch it. And, uh, yeah. Um, how much did Netflix play Eddie Buffy? Uh, ah, well, they paid him $70 million for stand-up specials is a new deal. That's where I got the number from. Oh. The, it doesn't necessarily say it has anything to do with Dolomite. Okay. So he's got new stand-up specials coming out. $70 million. Yeah. The, the, they, it's nuts. They don't even make any sense, those numbers. How can one person... I, I just... So the 
if you go into IMDb and you look up the budget for a film, that is that is the budget just to make the film, isn't it? Yes. That's not the That's marketing not the budget, budget, which no. is quite often twice as much, again, uh, as quite often, depending the price what it is. to make yeah, the yeah. film. Yeah, or at least a third. Yeah. Or half as much. So it becomes... It, I think marketing is generally about a third of... Um, of the overall budget, yeah, which is why um, there's been a lot of talk about the, la- the latest Terminator and the latest Charlie's Angels being absolute flops because no one's gone to see them, yeah, because they've been marketed as you know feminist versions of things. So like the people who would traditionally want to go to that, which is like I don't want to go see a feminist film, um, and they've spent like a hundred million dollars marketing the Terminator thing, and it might it might just make a hundred and fifty mil. Yeah, I, I read that, that same article, which was interesting, I thought. I, I almost posted a link to it because I thought it was quite reasonably insightful. I don't, um, who, uh, who wrote it? Joe, Joe Hildebrand, yeah? I don't know, but I used to go out with her when I was in <laughs> year nine. Oh, I think this is a boy. Oh, Jodie Hildebrand. Right, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know Jodie Hildebrand? No, but thanks for the heads up. Um. <laughs> Uh, I also went out with Kylie Effenberger. <laughs> good. Both bloody great chicks. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm only using their names, actually, their real life names. They're both married now, so they have different surnames. Um, bit old school. But um, if I didn't think they were cool, I wouldn't have mentioned Name their names. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 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 two aerial artists at the current Dracula show um, were celebrating their five year anniversary last week, and they went to the movies as part of their week of celebrations, and he went to see <laughs> awesome. Terminator, yeah. and she went to see mm, I don't know what Something we else. want. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she went back in time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. to see a Mel Gibson film from well, the year two thousand. It's better than what men want. I turned that <laughs> off. I gave it a go. And <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give this a go. And on his post, I wrote, "If I wanted to see an old woman struggle with machines, I'd just go around to my grandma's place and watch her program the microwave." Yeah, didn't get as much of a laugh as I thought it would. Oh, that's didn't cool. even get one from you. But no, because no, I've I've seen the trailer. Oh, I haven't. I've seen the trailer. That's what it looks like. Really? Yeah. Is she terrible. no good in it? Well, it looks ridiculous. Does it? Yes. Oh, that's disappointing. I mean, it looks ridiculous anyway, but, you know, it... anyway. Um, Miley Cyrus, because we did one of her songs at our gig today. We did. And I mentioned Billy Ray Cyrus when we were talking about <laughs> singers that, good good artists that do bad songs. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I think I said his name before you finished off what uh, the okay. premise was. <laughs> um... Because I just saw like the first 20 minutes of the most recent episode of Black Mirror uh-huh. and she's in it right? and she's a pop star right? that doesn't want to be this manufactured artist anymore is basically the premise. Ironic. <laughs> um, and I said, she's really good. And you said, she's really good at everything. everything. Except marriage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we're, um, but bear in mind, guys, we were at a gig and I was trying to entertain them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's no good on marriage. Um, it's really interesting to me. So I actually didn't know it was her. I, I thought it was her because she's quite. She's got quite a deep, yeah, a husky, husky voice, voice yeah. that doesn't yeah. sound like she could be a singer. And she doesn't really sing up in her range. Like we did 
um, Wrecking Ball, that might only be a tone lower. It might not even be a tone lower. It might be a semitone lower it's than she does It's a comparison, it. Matt, because you sing about three tones higher than most men. No, well, I, I, when, you, my, when you want to. I don't, but anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a compliment, by the way. Yeah. So when she's talking this thing, it's like, fuck, she doesn't actually sound, she doesn't even sound like she could be a singer. And it was just a normal talking voice. She wasn't doing a yeah. she wasn't doing Christian Bale. Um but I saw that film the other so, day. Well oh, Ford Ford, is it's yeah? fucking brilliant. Great, great, great. Yeah. I was gonna go. Uh, and then I, I had um actual work to do and I couldn't go. Anyway, one day I'll go. One day. Um and so uh, in the midst of looking up whether it was actually her or not, because how the fuck I don't know what people look like. I don't know. <sighs> um it's interesting to me that as far as what you see of her in social media is shit at marriage and yeah. tongue poking out and like all the, you really only do see, um, this is such a redundant conversation I'm trying to make happen here, but you really only see the fucking bad shit. And she does so much fucking good stuff behind the scenes. She's incredibly philanthropic. Okay. She supports... So many charities, and like, uh, not just not just with throwing money at them, but she's there as an advocate for so many of these bodies and and, and LGBTI and like just so many different things that she is genuinely trying to be a cause for good. And it's amazing that I I went searching to see if it was her in this show and found out this other stuff kind of peripherally because you don't hear about that shit well, yeah, at all. Yeah, they fuck one day, mate. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. So now I'm I'm a Miley Cyrus fan now. Um, you would be completely. See, that's the thing though. Like, you got a great song like Breaking Ball, and it's a really good song. And she sings the fuck out of it. She's great. She can really sing. She I make, think Breaks Like a Heart's a really good song too. She makes the the film clip for Breaking Ball, right? And you go, like, what? And the interesting thing about her, for example, in that is like. I don't understand what kind of artist she's trying to be, right? Because, yeah, I mean, she's she's her, her sartorial choices on stage have have certainly they 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 work yeah, in opposition you know, to Ozzy the good Osborne stories. Heads off doves and stuff like that. Like it doesn't, you know. It, oh, I was, you know, the choices that they make to uh, be shocking, right? I think can really undermine. He did that by accident. He bit the bat by accident, but he bit the doves on purpose. Well, yeah. Yeah. He, he thought was it was high. a he thought it was a rubber bat. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was dead apparently. Thought it was a rubber <laughs> bat. But then in the press conference thing, uh, yes. with, yeah, he actually did kill the doves. Yeah. Yeah. That was one. Two. Just one. Two. What? It was two. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah, he did one okay, and it shocked that's... him so much that he did the other one just because. I've never heard that part of the I story. I think that's the story. Oh, okay, that yeah. feels that feels more unforgivable. Well, you know, but I just... He was high. He was really high. But speaking of um, what you were just speaking of about, like, oh, you didn't even notice it was someone. Uh, Kat and I watched Broken, which is a series on Netflix about, um, you know, the modern world we live in. And the first uh, first episode was about um, counterfeit makeup and how the amount, the stuff that's in it is, like, it's... the so it's like the makeup industry is going to grow to a $400 billion industry in the next five years. So like counterfeit makeup is like one of the Fuck craziest, no. craziest like, you know, businesses to get into. But the stuff that's in it is 
terrible. Yeah. Right. There's these horror stories of people putting on lip gloss and their lips getting stuck together because it's super glue. Just um. Anyway, I'm I'm watching this thing and I'm going, that voice. I fucking know that voice. I think that's Scarlett Johansson's voice. Right. But it's kind of not right. Like the the narrator of the the show. And I said to Kat, does it sound like Scarlett Johansson to you? And she's like, well, yeah, a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder if it is. Because they get yeah. celebrity types to narrate docos all the time. I mean, like, you know. Yeah. Keanu uh, Reeves. Does he do it? He does. Whoa. About, yeah. <laughs> Something. Good. Um, yeah, Morgan I, Freeman does it every, you know, basically he spends his whole time doing voiceovers. Anyway, I go, I really think it is. And, of course, like all Netflix shows, it gets to the end of the show and it stops before the credits start and you actually have to select to watch the credits. So it comes up. The very first name on the screen is directed by Sarah Holm Johansson. I'm like, are they related? No, what the... What? But different spelling, turns out. And the narrator chick was completely different. It was wrong. I was just... But it was so bizarre that I've gone, like... Let's check the credits. A bit racist. And the why? No, 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 just apparently all fucking Danish people sound the same. Scarlett Johansson Danish. Um, perhaps somewhere in her lineage. A bit racist, Matt. <laughs> I was yeah, like, wow. that's bizarre. That that name is the first thing that comes up, and even Cat went, "Whoa." <laughs> I wouldn't know what she sounds like. Ah, uh, I would. I would. Well, you didn't. So shut up. But I would. But she does sound like her. The person who did it could be a Scarlett Johansson voice artist person. Oh, good. Yeah, if she needed to be. Good get. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, Ford did... versus Ferrari. Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't oh, want to talk about it. it. I haven't okay. seen it yet. See it. But. Make an effort. Um, I was on an aeroplane. I don't think we spoke about this. We spoke about me being on an aeroplane. Oh. I've spoken to you on an aeroplane. Hmm? Yeah. We've been on the same aeroplane before <laughs> at times. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Shaft was on. Have we had this conversation? No, the okay. original? No. Or the Samuel Jackson remake? Or the new one? The new one. Ah. I know nothing about it other than there was a... Is it him as well and his son's involved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent? It's awful. Well, you know, you can't say that, but it's racist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> can't criticise anything a black person does. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, mm. Yeah. You don't know what he's been through. Um, <laughs> terrible, dude. And I, I, I think I knew it was going to be, but it was air, it was airplane fodder. Yeah, you know you do. Maybe you and I watched that bloody Bill and Ted need wedding. Parties. No, that was good. What was it called? Uh, Mike Nick and Dave need wedding dates. Fuck, that was fantastic. So good, so good. I want. Do you I, think it was going to be like that? You were like, oh, it's going to be like that. No, no, because I thought Mike and Dave, because you started watching it on the plane, didn't I was, you? Well, the and opening I was like, two minutes, I was laughing with tears in my eyes. And I said, like, all I could see was fucking, dude, where's my fucking chainsaw? You know, it was like, what are you fucking looking at? Yeah. So I go back to watching my fucking serious documentary about, you know, art theft in Nazi Germany or whatever I was watching. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fucking whatever. Monuments Man's not a documentary, Matt. <laughs> this is before that came out. Have you no, seen I it? I don't think it is. Monuments, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Really anyway, good. that wasn't what I was doing yeah. about. I was making shit up. Anyway, <laughs> I watched a film the other day. Oh, so before ah, before I watched Shaft on the first <laughs> so flight over, I watched 
Um, it all uh, uh, a doco called it all started with a stale sandwich, which was fucking great. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, based on its title. Really good. Um, uh, John, I would eat a stale sandwich right now. I'm John really hungry. John Caldor. Uh, no, that's Matt's Caldor. Okay. <laughs> Who is um? He's a essentially a, a curator and a Stop. um. I guess a commissioner of art pieces, of public art pieces. Right. Uh, so he... What? I don't know how to turn this off. I wish you would. I don't like What's it. What's happening? That's not going to help. I did. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, uh, so he was the guy who um, worked with Christo to wrap the Eastern Australian coast back in the 60s. Right. Yeah. Christo, the artist yes. who... Rap- did, yeah, yeah. Did he do the, the crucifixing of the urine? Yes. 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 I know it's called Piss Christ, but I didn't want to just say uh, That's right. Yeah. You're allowed to. Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Like Buddy Jesus. That's good. Um, yeah. So really interesting. Really, really, really interesting. Wor- worth seeing. Anyway. Uh-huh. So I watched that on the way up to Queensland. On the way back, I watched Shaft. And I... Was this, sorry, was this your trip to Ellie Beach? Probably. Right, so that indicates to me, that makes sense. That on the way up, you're in one frame of mind. On your way back, you're in another frame of mind. Do you know it wasn't? It was on my way to Sydney. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Same thing. Sydney does that to everyone. Um, yeah, Shaft, terrible. And I didn't think it was going to be good, but from the very opening, it's like, this is the dialogue is abysmal. Well, you've, you know what your problem is. And the acting is. is fucking bad. Your, your problem with this scenario <laughs> is that you don't even say it right. <laughs> Shaft. Oh, I, sorry, I thought you were telling me it was pronounced abysmal. <laughs> That's not how you Her name's it. abysmal. Oh no, no, no! I'm the acting. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no good, no good, no good. Don't do it. I, I had no don't intention to, but I, but I'm, uh, I, you know, I don't watch films like that. <laughs> you do. Because Mike and Dave need, needs wedding dates. No, I meant with need. black guys in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I look, which is hilarious because I spent the Slow first... Slow down, you dickhead. <laughs> the first 20 minutes of this talking about the Eddie Murphy movie. So. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go to the news. I just want to tell everyone uh, who's listening... The situation where we get on the plane to go to Bali and I put on <laughs> Michael and Dave need wedding dates and Matt literally Fuck, that's <laughs> does look over. That's what it Because I am crying with laughter in the first two minutes of the film. I've, like, I've got tears pouring down my face. And um, he's like, surely not. I go, mate, I can't, I'll tell you what. Let's both, I've got to stop this and we'll both start watching it at exactly the same time. And I swear to God, you will continue to watch this film. It's hilarious. Uh, and you were there going, it's really funny. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. It's a really funny film. And it's funny all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And I have told other people that, and they have watched it and, and think I'm an idiot. Well, they're idiots. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Who is it? I'll tell them to their face. <laughs> I'll tell them to the camera face. Nah, they don't talk to me yeah. anymore. You know how that goes. <laughs> What's the news? Show me some good news. That, this like is a headline you don't often hear. 
<laughs> Sydney man charged after more than a thousand pairs of women's underwear were found in his home. What's he charged with? Snowdropping. What's that mean? Stealing people's underwear. Oh. So back in the day, they used to be called snowdroppers. Right. But yeah. how, like, can you get charged, you get charged on each individual basis? A man has been charged with over the theft of more than a thousand, blah, 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 blah. The 37-year-old was arrested after extensive searches by police at his home in Rosebury, south of Sydney. Police will allege he stole a bag full of women's underwear from a hotel room in Mascot earlier in the year. <laughs> That's the whole article. That's the Oh, wow. We have stooped to a new low of trying to find things to report, haven't we? <laughs> oh, hey, boss, I've got this article to write. There it's was like... actually, a, there was there was a follow-up article today where he has been charged yes. with breaking and entering. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also the, the reporter spoke to him outside and he just, he said that it's a stupid fetish and he's really embarrassed. Good. <laughs> Yeah, 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 breaking uh, and entering is no good. But... So back in the day, yeah, it was called snow, uh, it was called snow dropping, and it was about stealing stuff off people's lines. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it was actually it was less about the sexual fetish part of it, uh, and more about fucking wartime and needing some fucking stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got any more headlines? No, this I don't is, think I've got any. Is... I don't think I've got any as good as that. I, I I've reckon, got a terrible one. I reckon we'll find one if we just look at news right in now. In inverted commas, why is this happening? Question mark. Close inverted commas. Boys told to touch genitals in festival searches. What? Yep. Um, what? Hang on. Boys told to yeah, it's just, in it's, festivals. No, it's just poorly written. The New South Wales police watchdog uh, hears of 30 strip searches at an underage music festival. Oh, that were performed, wow. Uh, of, oh, sorry, of only five in 30 uh, strip searches that were performed with the company of a parent, guardian, or other appropriate person. Right. A police cool. officer strip searching a child at a Sydney underage music festival this year told the boy, hold your dick, lift your balls up, and show me your gooch. <laughs> Whoa. That's, Fucking outrageous. That's not appropriate. Yeah. You're no good. Uh, and, and not only that, but in the cases where there was um, an apparently appropriate person there, they were in no way an appropriate person. They weren't a par parent. They weren't a guardian. They were... Someone else. They were someone else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah pretty wild. It's not as funny as my first one. No, but um, concerning. It is because, like a 15-year-old boy said, I felt like I'd done something wrong, but like I'm just trying to go to a music festival. But if a policeman tells me that I have to have a strip search... What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. Because they're 15 years old. They don't fucking know anything. It's bullshit. Write a script. <laughs> good. Thanks, man. That's good. <laughs> Referencing your own previous work there. Very I good. went to the Japanese film festival. Did you watch I anything? <laughs> I went. I saw a film that was part of the Japanese film festival. Yes. Yes. Uh, last week. Um, I saw a film called The Legend of the Stardust Brothers. It wasn't called that, though, was it? Yeah. In... Yes. All oh, right. It was translated. Don't you? Excellent. Uh, it was all in Japanese. It was made in 1985. It was... Was it about David Bowie? <laughs> no, but it was about music. It was, uh -huh. it was about a, a duo um, 
trying to become pop stars. Uh. <laughs> sorry, for, sorry, listeners, visual gag. <laughs> uh, and it was um, mostly terrible. Yeah. With with some really really good bits. It de- it got better when when <laughs> when when Hitler showed up. <laughs> Completely farcical, camp as fuck. Really, really funny bits, but mostly terribly done. Awesome. No one's ever going to see it, so let me get. I'll, I'll give you one of the actual funny gags, which which even in 2019 is funny, um, particularly when you're reading subtitles but watching the action yeah. happen. So earlier in the film, one of the one of the guys in this pop duo uh, said that he has this unusual condition that his heart is actually on the other side of his chest. Right. So they've gone through the mill, they've become pop stars, they've been churned out the other side and they're, they're now sort of licking their wounds and sitting on the front. They're actually sitting on the steps of the old record company that, that used to, that they used to be signed to. Um, and, uh, in the, in the business of trying to console each other, one of them says, so, and he set it up the same way in the other time when he said that his heart is on the right side of his chest. He said, I have this, I have this great secret. So he turns to the, to his mate and says, I have this great secret to tell you. And the guy said, I knew it. <laughs> and starts pushing him away. He said, no, no, not that. <laughs> That's really good. Oh God. And in the context of 1985, it was actually kind of homophobic. Yeah, in the context yeah. of 2019, it's fuck. That's really funny. Yeah, that's really, really good. Funny. That's all. Um, but it's not all because <laughs> I have. You said um, um, but. Huh? Anyway. Yep. yep. Um, I'm not actually. Maybe I can't tell that because it might give the game. I have to talk to you about that off camera. <gasps> I have. Okay. I have friends in a music duo. Yes. And. I have people I know. I have yeah. I have a couple of people I know. I know who they are. Yep. Yep. And I got out of that film, and the next day I sat about and thought, fuck, oh, I, we should make a feature film of those two. Yeah. So I wrote to the guy and said, what about a feature film? And he said, we had a web series. And I woke up yesterday and I watched the web series. And it's pretty funny. But it's just them rehearsing and stuff. And okay. it's funny. They're funny scenes, but they're yeah. like, they're two and three minutes long and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like a... Oh. Yeah. Do you reckon you could uh, sell it to Netflix for 200 million? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I am going to I'm gonna try and get together with, with um, this person and, and have a chat about how on earth something like that could possibly come to fruition. Yeah. I you, wouldn't know where to start. Do you shoot it with an iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie... Um, the Magician. No. The Mel- right. There's a Melbourne film called The Magician, right? And the tagline is "He makes people disappear," right? And it is a film shot, right, with three characters in it. The whole movie. It's this guy who's a high killer in Melbourne, so all of the scenes are around Melbourne, yeah, yeah. and he's this knockabout bloke. It's like, oh, you know, I used to do this kind of thing. I wasn't really good at it. Just, you know, thought I'd give this a go. It's turning out it's all right. Like it's that kind of kind of thing. Okay. Um, uh, we, you know, we, we just got to go to, to a job. We're not, not going to kill anyone. We're just going to rough someone up a bit. And it's, you know, it's on um, Little Burke Street, you know, and pushes someone around. Like it's this, and it's brilliant. How did you see it? 
it played at um at the cinema like I was working out like it had this it got yeah, picked wow. up Cinema okay. Europa picked it up um and it was a Melbourne guy I think it, and and it, how long like ninety minutes ninety minutes like it was made on a budget of two thousand dollars what the fuck yep it was just super, so the guy who was shooting it right was the was never seen you never saw him and he was he was the one doing the the off the off camera banter like you know asking questions yeah, like, yeah. So what it's like to do this and there was another guy that he was <coughs> going to kill that ended up in the back seat and he was this is one back and forth that they have is, so they picked up picked up this guy to kill him right <laughs> it's so funny and he's in the back seat he's got his cuffs like this right and um He's trying to make small talk. He goes, so, uh, you know, what football team do you barrack for? All right. <laughs> the guy's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, Who do you barrack for? Like, North Melbourne. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the team where the captain fucked his best mate's wife. All right. No, no, no. No, it wasn't like that, mate. Like, it was like a real conversation. It wasn't like, no, it was a mistake. He goes, no, no. A mistake is when you spell God, D-O-G. <laughs> Putting your dick in someone else's wife, that's not a mistake. And that's <laughs> the whole movie is like that. This is crazy. Like, and it's like, how much would someone have to pay you to eat your own shit? Like, it's those, it's wow. that kind of thing. And it is absolutely brilliant. And it was made for fucking two grand. And it went all to all the festivals. And and if you can find it anyway, it is so worth watching. Okay. Yeah. Even the the name of the film, you know, and the tagline. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. I mean, I don't need any more projects in my life. No, but you need projects that... Um, are meaningful to you. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just, yeah. I, got, I mean, I, I sort of, you know, my excitement level is high because I just saw this other thing and yes, it was not, like it was 1985 and so it was, it was hard to tell. I had to go back afterwards and see when it was made okay. because it looked like a film that might have been calibrated to yeah. look like it was made because the effects were cheap and lousy and and campy, like campy effects. I don't yep. mean campy gay. I mean, you know what I mean? I do. Like the definition of Camp. Trying to find. I'm trying to see if I can find um, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. 2005. Scott Ryan. Um, mockumentary that follows Ray Shoesmith, the Melbourne hitman who is simultaneously ruthless and caring, likable and volatile. Yeah. Um, it's really enjoyable. Uh, probably doesn't tell you. So Box message. Office. Um, not good. <laughs> yeah, quite terrible actually. Is that 117 US dollars? No, uh, yes. <laughs> Opening weekend because no, it wasn't uh, like a, no, of course it was not. a full release. Um, oh, got it got international release though. Yeah, but festival stuff I think. Yeah, Filming locations: Moe, Victoria. Um, yeah, it's great. Okay, it's interesting. Really great. I wonder how on earth I'd find it. I don't know. Um, I messaged uh, I messaged our mate Daniel Fletcher in the UK um, to ask if he had a digital copy of that film that he did for Tropfest. He and he and Ali did oh, yeah, Tropfest yeah. that I did the music for. Because um, I've got a copy on VHS. Oh right, cool. Somewhere. Yeah. Be fucked if I know where. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they can send me a digital copy. Cause how long? Tropfest is seven minutes. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Fuck! It took them a long time to make it. I bet. A lot of work. Yeah. Work, a lot of locations, a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's important a lot to of big have ideas. those pro- kind of projects if you want them. <coughs> mm. Anyway, yeah, it's exciting. I spent that long making my new pedal board. <laughs> it's a work of art. 
Yeah, it, it'll, it will be when it's finished. Other musos are coming into the venues just to see it. <laughs> That's what happened today. Yeah, it's true. Do you want to talk about how I was or anything like that? No. <sighs> I'm auditioning for your film, by the way. Really? At that moment. That okay. It was. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, I know the camera's there, but I'm looking. Oh, you're being pensive. Not my pensive. That'd be weird. Yeah, mm. it would be. <laughs> uh, listeners to the podcast, it's uh, this is also a visual medium, so you can't see me being silent and, and uh, brooding. Brooding. Yeah. You're just waiting for me to explode now, are you? No. Yeah. No, no. I can tell. <laughs> All right, Vinnie Jones. <laughs> you fucking toilet. <laughs> <laughs> would, would I if I if I get the role would, oh, I, yeah. need, would I need to do an accent no. where, where would I be from no no um in this we, no you I mean you could be I don't know I don't know what the storyline would be this is the whole thing it's like they're a they're a band and I I feel like so I've never seen a Beatles film but I feel like a kind of a and also again on the back of this Japanese thing I just saw like a farcical kind of uh, I mean, what... I, I probably couldn't help. I'm a serious actor. Help. Um, what was help about? I mean, the, the, did they just get, you know, inexplicably dropped into some I fucking intrigue? cannot remember. Because I feel like, uh, I know, and I know that's well-trodden territory, but... Um, the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little bit fired up about it. Yeah. I don't know if anything will ever come of it, but it's just, it's, it's interesting just to... To all of a sudden have that spark of, oh, fuck, this, 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 like, this could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're funny and they're good characters. And they're, they're, they've got they've got really, I mean, they've worked together for a long time now. They've got really good chemistry. And it's, uh, there's, there's bits to explore in there. So, mm, anyway, <clears throat> as you were. All right. Well, I expect it done and on my desk before the next podcast. Well, for two grand, I probably could. Yeah, I think a lot of that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, if you've got a good script, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. well, so I know we've spoken on here before um, about the, the being a filmmaker thing, um, and it's not something that I, I don't mean I'm about to become a filmmaker, that's what I mean, but that if I'd... Just get your fucking colour grading right. If I'd thought, yeah, <laughs> that it feels like, Kevin Smith, it just just his story blows me away. Just the the way he he uh, the the clerks thing, and just how that has that springboarded his entire career, and he has a massive legitimate career where he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants to now, and he's worth I don't know a couple of dollars. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe you know, 20, 25 million kind of thing. Like, I mean, he... <laughs> um, <clears throat> and has made a fucking great life for himself and makes, like, Clerks is entirely dialogue driven. Yeah. And a really basic film to look at. <laughs> Just looking at how much Kevin Smith is worth. Yeah. You were making a point, though. Um, that he's he built a career twenty five million. There you go. Fucking hell. Um, on doing what he wanted to, 
he with with very little knowledge and very little expertise with no yeah. filmmaking background just and just put his mates and he says that too like he's just like I don't know what I'm doing yeah like you know yeah even when he talks about directing episodes of um legitimate TV shows now I don't know if you've ever heard him talk yeah. about it but no. like he directs Supergirl and The Flash because all of those shows have just guest directors yeah. that just come in and do stuff yeah and he said. And doubtless he's downplaying it because that's that's part of his kind of charming personality as well. But he says, I really don't do anything. Like, I just walk on. Like, they, they, they make do... this show week in, week yeah, out. Yeah, they don't they know what they're doing. Absolutely. And yeah. I believe that to be true. Yeah. Um, um, I think the idea that he doesn't do anything is, is diminishing probably. And for the yeah, yeah. But as far as I, I occasionally, uh, you know, um, what's his face? He's just come out the fourth season of Man in the High Castle. Oh fuck! Um, and I noticed that um, I was watching something else, and the, you know, it's different directors every episode. Mm. And it's like, well, that's the—I guess that's probably the only way they can get something like that done—is that they've got all the people working on the show, but they give this person is the episode and that person that episode, and they're doing all of the putting it together conceptually. They've got the script, but they've got all that work to do while they're shooting that one. Yeah, and then they're. I think that is how they can, you know, make a you know a, a eight hour series mm. on half a one and a half hour movie budget. I feel you know? I need to go back and watch it from the very start again because I haven't watched it for three years. Okay. Now. Did you did you watch series three last no. year? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't get to it. It gets it's super trippy now. Fucking great. Um, Rufus should absolutely win every award there ever is for his he's remarkable in this show not sure if anyone's ever even heard of it but the man in the high castle is known and it's fucking great did yeah. I put you onto it uh, no I think I think it was a scenario where I found it and you went yeah maybe you're right no you did you did definitely did yeah yeah, yeah. me trying to rewrite history that's alright like Man in the High Castle. Um, Fringe is a, is a sci-fi show that I watched for a while and then fell out of because <sighs> life gets busy. And that would be another one that I have to watch from the very start. Okay. And it's fucking cool. What's it do? It's about... Parallel versus... universes thing. Hi. Fucking cool. Yeah, right. Really, really good. Uh, we should finish up, but I'm going to tell you one more story. It's not about TV or movies or actors. It's about me and my inability to eat without biting my lip. Me too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. Like <laughs> straight through, blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Unbelievable. On Saturday. Unbleedable. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I bit it mm, maybe Friday. Yeah. And then you know where it's a bit swollen? Uh, and then, so I was having a, an alumi salad. And you do it again and go. Yeah, yeah, so I did it. So in the process, I was talking with Sarah, um, our, our friend who I was playing with because you were off with Steve Oates doing your thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, and, yeah, I bit it while I was... And it really hurt. Right there. Mm. Yeah. It kind, of, it kind of like it's a blood blister thing. And it really hurt. Oh. And and then, so I just, I calmed down for a minute. Uh, what's wrong? I just I bit my lip. bit my lip yesterday. <laughs> and then, I said, oh, yeah. And then couple more bites did it again and she said oh my god it's really bleeding <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and like just held it 
I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> it's really, bl she said, you need to put sugar on it, okay, just hold it out and put, well, don't fucking look at me, that's <laughs> gross, it will change how you think about me forever, don't look at me, I'm hideous, it's like, sugar, sugar all over me, bleed, blood huh? down my, oh god, yeah, so, and what, today's Tuesday night, and that was Saturday, and it still hurts, oh. like I did a fucking number on it, I'm dead. That's my story. I empathise. Thanks, man. Uh, I would tell everyone about the story about my new puppy's face exploding all over my girlfriend's pants. <laughs> but um, you can just call me if you want to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor little bastard. Why is he at the vet so much? Why don't you take better care of him? <laughs> just no way. See, here's the thing. Right, if the world actually worked like it should, and you had to look after a dog for five years before they let you have children, I don't think they would let me have children anymore. <laughs> I mean, my first Your dog. Your first one was fine. My first dog was great. Yeah. But I was single. But now I'm a couple. This couple's not doing very good with this puppy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could never have a kid by myself. Like I need the womb. Got heaps of room. <laughs> a new house. Um, yeah, I like that one. Hey, I made funny call. Last thing, I made funny okay. call that gig tonight. Tough crowd. Yeah, I reckon I could take them. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. 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 All right, well done. Salada biscuits? Yeah. Bye. Bye. Need a long one. Short tree said? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're actually going to go. Uh, you're not. Uh, Matt's acting. Acting. Okay. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, no, I know. For all what you're the people doing. who are listening, <laughs> watch as well. You should. Yeah. Given the fact we're stuck in a car, we're still pretty fucking funny to look at. Oh, I think so. Oh, fuck, salada biscuits. Oh, yeah, bye. <sighs> Sexual. What? What? Chocolate. Stop laughing so I can press stop. Sorry. <laughs>